Welcome to the Second Success Podcast by Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. Getting clear on the mindset for repeatable success. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. I've been away for a couple of weeks, so hopefully I wasn't too sorely missed. However, the England team have been keeping us entertained during Euro 2020, and it was unfortunate that they lost to Italy on penalties late last night. So, uh, you know, same old story. However, got so much further and did so much better. So wishing them all the luck for uh, December 2022 in Qatar for the World Cup. Let's see how they get on. This week I'm joined by an amazing guest. He's a very good friend of mine, Kivel Joshi. He's the founder of a creative design agency that also looks into branding. And um, it's a very inspirational story. Somebody who came from a, you know, came into this country from India, went through lots of hardships growing up, lots of operations because he was born early and... Um, just how he went on to succeed, not just in work, but creating his own company, but also to be this amazing musician. So we're going to get to hear from him very shortly. And if you're not doing so already, please be sure to subscribe and follow to this podcast. And please leave some reviews on uh, iTunes. That'd be very much appreciated. And if you have been enjoying it, please, please do share it with your friends and colleagues and anybody that Maybe inspired to hear stories from others, especially when it comes to the entrepreneurial world. If you know anybody that's running their own business, looking to start up, just to get them to listen to this podcast, because I'm telling you, there's some amazing stories from the guests that I've had on. Um, one thing is for sure, I'm looking to get them all back on at some point because I want to see how they've been getting on. Because a lot of the podcast interviews were done during COVID, during the lockdowns. And as we're opening up now and as time progresses, I really want to go back to them and see what they've been doing. So to this week's guest, um, Gevil Joshi, he's a creative director, editorial consultant, a lecturer, a mentor, the founder of branding and design agency Creative Design London and a musician. With over 25 years design experience, Gevil has worked with international magazines and national newspapers designing, relaunching and heading up design teams. In 2013, Gevel started his own design and branding consultancy. He's helped over 30 companies in the last nine years whilst consulting for media and publishing houses. Kivel is also a very successful musician, primarily on Dubla, who has toured globally with over 5,000 shows to his name. He has also played in the West End Productions, as well as arranging and producing music. Let's get to hear from him now. Hello, Kivel, and welcome to the Second Success Podcast. Good morning, Rakesh. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me part of the um, Second Success series of wonderful podcasts. It's Got to give you a lot of credit for the podcast. I mean, most people won't know, but the uh, the design of the logo for the podcast is all done by yourself. Amazing you. work, I'd say. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I like it and, uh, you know, it fits well with my theme and my branding. So thank you very much, which is, you know. I introduced you as a as a graphic designer, but I think that dis, does you a disservice, really, because you're not really, are you? You're not just a graphic designer. What I want to use this opportunity is to, you know, we're going to go back a little bit. Um, sure. And the reason I've had you onto this podcast is, uh, like with a lot of my guests, it's about second success. It's where they've had success in a diff in an area of their life, whether it's been work and, and then they've pivoted and done something else and obtained other success. So your journey has been about uh, working for others 
and then now working for yourself as an entrepreneur, as a, as a business. So it's that switch, that success that you've had in your second phase, let's say. Um, want to talk about that. But let's go back to the beginning because actually oh. it wasn't an easy start at all. In fact, uh, you know, I'll allow you to describe it, but many would think, well, how did you manage that? So please take us back to your childhood because for the first 15, 16 years of your life, you had 15 operations. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? So... When I was born, uh, I was born in the 70s, at a time when many Indians were sort of migrating to the UK. Um, I was born with several sort of issues um, due to being born early in life. Um, so first 15 years, I was going in a hospital, having operations, and uh, it was a big challenge, not only for myself, but for my family, because we are lucky, our children are lucky, we are sort of established we have a house, we have, you know, savings, so we have, and we have a big support network to rely on. But in those days, people were coming new to this country. So it was a big challenge for my parents and other families. So unfortunately, at that time, you kind of rely on the authorities, the education department. So during those operations, I did not really have any schooling. I was put into a special school where the emphasis was to facilitate for treatment or operations or any hospital. And then they would sort of, you know, have therapy and sort of very basic teaching. So eventually, just out of the blue, when I was 14, 15, I was just told that I could go to normal school. And um, I was put into a very, very rough comprehensive in Tottenham. Okay. Uh, behind the Spurs ground, actually. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Being a Liverpool supporter, that wasn't very... No. Uh, but um, obviously, as you expect, I failed my... It was then CSEs, CSC, wasn't it? Yeah, back then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's season. right, just before the GCSEs, yeah. So I failed them, then I took my 16+, plus, which was an easier software option. Yeah. Past them. I was also always had an aptitude for drawing. I wasn't okay. very mathematically astute or, you know, or my English wasn't that good. I'd just skim read all my life to, okay. just to not read as much as possible. And um, so from there, I decided I liked doing art, but I wanted to do something um, with a bit of substance, with a bit of uh, intellect behind it. Okay. I didn't want to do fine. I'm not saying that's not intellectual, but I wanted something with a bit more career okay. focus because all my cousins are doing so well. They're in mm -hmm. IT and all this sort of stuff. Okay. And then I did a national diploma in art and design. Okay. So I covered all the areas of design, such as fine art, painting, typography, and I decided graphic design was the one for me. So from then I went to a H&D in Southampton. Okay. And then I did the last two years of a degree in Middlesex and London. And um, I just found that graphic design and conceptual work was my sort of forte. And at the time it was very difficult for Indians to get into the media industry. So I'd probably written about 200 CVs to design agencies. Wow, okay. And eventually I got into a company called Design House. Okay. It was just free, really. It was just experience. But they liked my work so much, they kept me on the payroll for about a year or two. Fantastic. And they did work for NetWest, you know, Barclay Card. There was all sorts of companies that are not around now, Woolworths. And sort of progressed. Did a couple more agencies. And then one day I came home and my father showed me this... Um, advert in the evening standards yeah. saying graphic designer needed 
So I went along to this office in Farringdon, and there was this old Bengali guy, yeah, just in the room with a desk. He looked at my portfolio and he just said, "Can you draw a straight line without a ruler?" Very <laughs> yeah, crazy. And I got the job. Um, okay. I didn't know what the job was, but it was actually designing an Indian newspaper, which was already 33 years old. Okay. Your weekly. So we built up a team. I became head of design, and we rebranded that. I think in 1997. Okay. Um, August 15th, India's independence. Okay. And you know everything went up the rail, the sales, the revenues, everything. And I then wanted to sort of hit the mainstream papers because I'd never done editorial design and I left learnt a lot okay. in that time. So I approached the Guardian. They loved my work, so they gave me a work, and I was working under G two for a couple of years. It was oh, brilliant. And then from there, I sort of you know progressed. I got a job at the Times Education Supplement. Uh-huh. I was there for 14 years on and off. Wow, okay. And started as a designer, ended up as a creative director, art director. Okay. I've designed so many titles for their newspapers, magazines, relaunched, rebranded, worked on the TES Resource, which is a very pioneering educational website that was mm-hmm. launched in 2009, 2008. Now it's such a wonderful resource. And then um, from there I became sort of, you know, I went to, I thought, you know, I want to go even more. I want to, you know, progress yeah. even more. And I'd always love the magazines like Time Magazine. Yeah. Magazine, The Economist. You know, I love doing covers. I love the concept behind my work. So I got a job for Time Magazine as head of Europe for oh, design. Wow. Okay. And I was doing 16, 17 hours a day. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of work, but learned so much. Worked with fantastic editors, writers, Photographers learn so much, you know? Yeah. And then sort of 16 hours a day is, was a bit of a burnout, to be yeah. honest. So I left after two, two years. I went back to Times. And mm-hmm. um, again, there was a difficult period in my life where I was going for a divorce. So, okay. you know, it was good to have the career to focus on, stability. But then I became redundant. And it was at that time I opened Creative Design London. Okay which is my branding agency. Okay. So I use it as a platform to freelance on other publication houses, such as okay. GQ, okay. you know, big, big publishing houses like EMAP and yeah. all sorts of places. And also I decided to sort of venture into the world of branding, branding okay. helping small businesses, helping clients, mm-hmm. existing businesses. Now being Indian, we have a lot of contacts yeah. and, also, being in the world of music, I'm also an Indian tabla player. Yep. Uh, so I have a lot of, lot of contacts. And prior to sort of setting up Creative Design, I was doing a lot of poster work for bands and Indian musicians. So I managed to build up a good network of people who knew what I did. So, you know, I just started relaunching, rebranding agencies for um, nurseries, uh, tech startups, accountants, and... I also use it as a springboard for freelancing. Okay. So I had a core of editorial design work coming in. Fantastic. And then I was sort of taken on clients. And, yeah. you know, but I think the biggest key thing I found is, you know, you don't just get a client and start doing the work. You have to do the brand analysis. Yeah, of course. The story behind it. Yeah. You have to get to know what they like, what they're expecting. Mm. You know, and, 
design is subjective. You know, everyone's got different choices. Of course. So that was a very big sort of learning curve. But, you know, having faith in God always yeah. kept me going through, no matter what aspect of my life, whether it was just childhood or okay. education or, you know, and doing the right thing for people and being honest. Of course. Integrity, I think, is a good, good keyword right. there. But, Gevel, so going back, I mean, you, you know, you've highlighted so many successes there. But as we know in life, it's not all an upward trajectory, you know, and nothing's easy in life, uh, no matter how we look at it. And it's great that you can reflect back and talk about all these successes. And, you know, as a CV, it's just amazing, you know, and uh, especially with portfolio of work, um, you know, your images are just, wow, mind blowing. But going back, you know, the difficult times that you had, you know, with these operations and obviously not getting the education that a lot are fortunate to receive and then being thrown into the school. What kept you going? I mean, what was the, you know, you know, to see others around you succeeding, whereas you weren't, what, what kept you going? What made you think, I've, I've got a chance here? I think, um, well, there was always this sort of peer pressure mm -hmm. of, you know, our parents instilled that you must get a good education. Yeah. Many of our parents did not have that chance. So yeah. I guess being able to have these opportunities, Rakesh, like yeah. you just handpick suddenly to go to school. Yeah, it kind of made me believe that there is um, opportunities. Okay, you know, if you stay true, if you stay honest in life, and if you work hard, you have to take these opportunities. And it's a stage almost. It's a stage for you to perform, for you to grab the opportunity and to just have a better life. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, our parents always say, "I want a better life for you." We sacrifice so much, and there is always something out there looking after you. Yeah. And you see your cousin, you see your family members doing well. And you think, look, I want that. You know, I want to succeed. I want to build a bigger life, better life. I want to have family. I, I don't want to have the struggles that my families have. Um, and ultimately, I, I always had a creative mind. Yeah. You know, it just took several years of doing various things to sort of expand on that mind. And now... You know, I'm I'm 50. Yeah. I would say in the last 10 years, I've really actually, without sort of blowing my own trumpet, I've actually realized that creativity is a blessing. You cannot learn these things. It's yep. something that comes in life. Yeah. And it's how you apply it, you know. And it's your thinking process. And it's like you, you're a chef and you're making food. Everyone can make food. But you need yeah. to know how to put the right ingredients in that dish, how to present it. Yeah. And how to make it um, appealing to many, many different taste buds. Yeah. But also, you don't want to sort of follow the norm, you know. Yeah. You want to have a twist. And this is where if you make a dish, you develop it in the sense that you sort of have spin-offs from it. So that's how branding works. You know, you brand in such a way that you can apply it to different mediums and you can develop that brand over the years. Nothing works without a concept or a stability behind the idea of the branding, you know. Staying positive and staying positive and always, you know, trying to strive for better. Hmm. Don't get me wrong, there were dark times. Yeah. You know, there were hard times. But, you know, we only have one life. And yeah. many, many opportunities, I felt like I was being reborn. Each operation, okay. I was getting better. So why would you give up when you're a team of people trying to yeah. help you? Of course, but, but but I guess where I I guess where I'm seeing from and some of my experiences are that 
when people have these dark days and when they feel as if things aren't going against them, they give up, even though they see opportunities around them, even though there's a support there. Sometimes it's just, for me, really interesting to see where that drive comes from. Okay, you've said that, you know, you had your family pushing you, you had your cousins that you would look around peers and stuff. But even then, you know, where's where's some of that real internal motivation? Because some of that's intrinsic motivation. It's the external factors. Where do you think your intrinsic motivation comes from? What's your internal drive? Where's that coming from? I think success. Okay. To also, I'm also very sort of uh, focused on helping people as well. Mm. Throughout my life, I've had a lot of help. Yeah. And one thing that's really kept me going in all these dark times was music. I developed a real passion for Indian classical music. Yeah. And um, any adversity in life, I would put it, then it was cassette, then CD and MP3s. And I would just feel inspired. Like, you know, some of the poetry and some of yeah. the hardships faced by poets and singers at that time sure. made me focus. You know, I, I was determined because I knew there was something within me. I, I can't explain it, but we're all different. Some people are driven. Some people are laid back. Some people just managed to be successful you yeah. know, automatically. So mm-hmm. I don't know which one I was, but I wanted to make my, my sort of, I wouldn't say my name in terms of being famous, but yeah. I wanted to have a success behind me. I get you. I get so you. I just, just carried on. And like I said, I was blessed, you know. In terms of uh, a lot of the people, a lot of the guests that I've had on the podcast, we talk about mentors a lot and that, you know, there's people there that have inspired them. So in terms of your work, you know, in, like you said, you've had a steady rise when you were working for others. Were there mentors or people that you looked up to? Because to me, it just seemed that it was your own design and your own uh, wherewithal to really drive yourself forward. But were there mentors that you would look up to or would help you and, you know, take you under their wing? Did you have any of that? Well, I didn't, didn't really. I mean, when I got the job at India Weekly, I'd never done editorial design. Hmm. So, but again, it was an opportunity presented to me out of the blue. And I took that as a challenge. So I did my own research and I really looked into editorial design. I tried to, I always try to analyze something, Rakesh, whether it's design or music. I always try to think, okay. why would that person have done this? And I tried to get into the mind of it. And obviously I met design directors. I worked with photographers, designers. I studied art history. So getting the sort of theory behind anything I do is always key. And I'm very lucky to have worked with amazing, amazing designers, such as Pentagram. They're sort of known for redesigning the um, Guardian logo many years ago. Okay. Which was mixing the sans serif and the serif typeface. That was a brand, that was a groundbreaking sort of design at the time. But again, you think about why they did it. So I've had mentors, but I've mainly always tried not to copy what other people have done. So that's why I feel I am quite creative. I am quite individual in my design work. Yeah. You know? And that resonates. It stands out. Not just me, but anybody who tries to, you know, be different in a sense that they do something that's different to the norm. Yeah, of course. My work is often very simple. Mm. You know, it's not very complicated. I don't have gold or I don't have flowers or I don't have 
script typeface, but it's the concept. It's just that little quirk. No, and, and that's what I love about your work. It is. It's the simplicity of it all. It's just very clever as well. The design's yeah. always very clever, and you know, you just get it right. Like I said, you know, I've I've been privileged to see a lot of your work, especially when you're working with clients. And you know, I, I know I always kind of look over your shoulder in a way, and you you know share some of your content. And uh, I always think it's amazing. You know, it is that simplicity of design. But uh, for me, that makes makes all the difference. To be honest, it's not too fanciful. So, oh, question for you in that sense is, um, what has been? You know, you talked about a lot of the challenges that you had, but it's you know you you sought out opportunities, you took the opportunities, and you know these mentors or these great designers that you took inspiration from. What would you say your biggest challenge was when you were working for somebody, and how did you overcome it? I think. Initially, it was um, being Indian. Really? It was very, very difficult to get into the world of design and media. Okay. Um, if you work in a design agency, you have to have a certain sort of image and, you know, you have to fit into a certain culture. I mean, a lot of the culture back then was different. It was sort of more drinking. It was, so what are we talking here? Early 90s? Yeah. Mid-90s. Yeah. yeah. So I gradu- graduated sort of 94. Okay. Um but I always believe, Rakesh, hard work and perseverance pays off. You know, you have to just keep, you have to prove yourself. And anyone, you know, whoever it is, it could be a musician, it could be a chef, it could be a writer. Your work speaks for you. Exactly. That's something I've always believed in. It's, um, you know, we're a similar age, you know, we've kind of, had the same kind of upbringing in the sense of, you know, the, in, in Britain. And for me, it was always about hard work. Excellence will get you through. And I used to say cream rises to the top. I really do believe that. It doesn't matter what your background is. If you put in the work, hard work, I know there's all sorts of stuff that goes on these days that um, the various agendas that are out there, but I still firmly believe if you're good enough, you will succeed and you will get noticed. And I, I really do firmly believe that no matter, you know, what society says. Yeah, and it's also, you know, I think back then, now there's a lot of apps and sort of computer animated, automated programs that sort of help you. Yeah. You know, many people can do many different disciplines now because of apps and, you know, videography, photography, podcast, all you can learn it. But back then we learned sort of things like hand rendering. So I'd have a little pen, I'd actually hand draw lettering and you learn about space, you learn about typography. And I think fundamental basics, mm-hmm. you know, you cannot get from apps. No, of course not. Of course and not. again, it's hard work. It's hard graft, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, exactly. I mean, you've given me so much advice over the years, your mindset and how to show my work, how to provide content and all these things. Now, these are things I didn't never know, but yeah. this is advice. This is from you. This is your own you know, your own graft, you've learned these things. Well, that's and all your work, my work, like one thing I love about you is your content is original, your advice is original. It's based on experiences. It's not Google quotes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's the other thing. So, you know, having a great career and then switching to working for yourself, you know, you've taken all of that experience and now you're applying it in a different way. But like you said, you've had to learn the business side of things as well, how to market yourself. You know, whereas before there was the company, it was doing the marketing. So now you're having to do it all yourself. It's going to get out, you're getting your own clients yourself. 
how has that been a challenge? Because it's a completely different challenge because now the graphics side, you just do because that's your craft and you've learned it and that's what you enjoy. What about this new challenge? How have you faced that and how have you dealt with it? So the new challenge, I mean, like I said, I have a big network. So I was getting work. And then, as you know, if you do something that's revered, it gets sort of passed. But the biggest challenge I think I faced was in the last two years when lockdown came. Because you can't go out, you can't meet people, you can't network. So that's when I decided to really use social media, Instagram, Facebook, and sort of online portals to showcase my work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I sort of picked up, over the last few years, I've picked up 15 new clients just through sort of social network marketing. Yeah. And, And the sort of domino effect of that is just amazing, you know? I'm getting more and more inquiries, more and more people are, you know, even if they don't necessarily want branding, I'm getting feedback from people. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's something we have never thought of. So again, it's not resting on your laurels, Rakesh. It's, yeah. you know, seeking opportunities and seeking avenues to see where you can sort of progress mm-hmm. and reach people. Because, you know, if people don't, you can be fantastic at what you do, but if people do not know yep. you exist, exactly. Then, What's the point? Well, that's the same challenge I've had. Um, I consider myself a good coach, (laughs) but it's how do I let other people know? And to be honest, and this is a lot of, um, this is an issue all business owners, I think entrepreneurs have, they could have a great product or service, but if people don't know about it, you know, what good it is, what good is it? So it is about how you sales, you know, sell yourself, market yourself or sell or market your product. It is key. And I think that's something that a lot of people who come into business, especially if they've worked for others, probably don't have a realization of it. Definitely was something I didn't know. You know, I yeah. once I qualified as a coach, I thought that was it. Clients would come, but lo and behold, guess what? No, they didn't. You know, obviously I relied on my network and I had that small flow, but, you know, I had to also become fairly decent at sales and marketing, which is still a journey in itself. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not saying I've, I've, I've peaked in any way. It is a, it's, it's a constant journey. Things are changing all the time. And like you said, you use social media, but you know, that's because of the prevalence of social media. Now, if, you know, if this was maybe 10 years ago and we didn't have that, it, you would have had different challenges, I guess. So it is using what we have at the time to, to the best benefit, I suppose. I mean, I've known you for, I've known you now, um, professionally and socially for sort of over seven years. Yeah. And one thing I've always sort of seen about you is you're always doing something, always trying to achieve something. You've always got a target. You've always got a goal. Mm. And that's also very inspiring to see, you know, because especially in these times, a lot of people are feeling depressed. They're feeling unmotivated. Yeah. And again, so people like yourself are also inspirational to Mm -hmm. other people. Thank you. Not, just because of the content you're pushing out, but knowing you personally. Yeah. And you're also helping helping other people, supporting other people. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's one of your loves in life that you've always wanted to help and support people. Yeah. So that's why you kind of enjoyed being a life coach, you know. Yeah. But exactly. I think as a person, you you any kind of businessman, you need to okay, you have to have aptitude to make money, you have to be commercial, blah, blah, blah. But you need to know how to speak to people, you need to have to engage with people and you have to have a panache and a rapport so people, you know, feel comfortable with you. It's not always about making money. It's about sort of building relationships. And that's it for me. I do find 
to me, it's more important to build a relationship than be transactional. Yeah. The one thing I learned, and, and I constantly see it, if you're only transactional, it's short-term success. And for me, you know, I've got into this life coaching game because I want long-term success out of it. It's nothing short-term for me. Yes, I could go out there and do workshops every 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 other day, right? But, you know, put out there just to generate an income, but that's not what I'm in it for. For me, it is about yeah. helping people and actually getting out there, creating relationships so that, you know, I can be of benefit to people. But so, you know, it's really good to hear that that's the kind of, you know, just seeing what I do can be an inspiration for you. But you're right, it is about goal setting as well. I always say to people, you know, goals are important. However, I think the journey is even more important, enjoying the process. And I think that's what I love. And as much as I have goals that I try and achieve, I'm making sure that I'm enjoying my process to get to them. And that's what I see with you, yourself as well, that, you know, you, you work with your clients, you've got goals to meet for them. But the creative process I see you go through, I, I can really see the passion behind that. Yeah, I mean, often, you know, sometimes I believe that if you do something from your heart, yeah, you know, like you love helping people, that's from your heart. So yeah. it's not going to feel like, tedious or a struggle not. for you because it's no, something it's not work. you're passionate about you know of course. And anything you do from the heart so if you design from the heart if you design for the client rather than sort of just trying to knock out a logo or a magazine it's going to have a longer life rockish you know people are going to like it a lot more and I'm also lucky I've had music in my life I've been performing for 25 years yeah, which okay. not even touched upon that. And you, and here's the other thing, you know, we've talked about second success, you know, you've gone from working for somebody to creating your own business, but actually the amount of success that you've had in the music industry is just mind blowing 25 years as a Tupla artist. Yeah. Again, I w- I've not learned from anybody. Yeah. I've just learned by listening to cassettes and, you know, I've performed all around the world, must have done over five, six, seven thousand shows in my life and amazing um, so what again it's the mindset rakesh and same approach as you have so right you've become a life coach yeah you know you've got a phd that's amazing i'm so in awe of that of you but you know not everybody is academic not everybody is of course you know, some people are good at talking some people are good at you know manual work but so you think right i've been playing for 25 years i've played for the bbc for the harmonic i've played for stage shows productions i've you know hmm. everything what what you do you know how can you take it further yeah um so then i got into music production yep uh, i started producing music arranging music and i don't know if it's if we're allowed to touch on this and um but as you know i've um, done a lot of work with your very talented wife of course you know that's another thing you know i originally met you because of my wife because of all the work that you guys do together and obviously her music career has just been growing and growing i should get her on the podcast at some point to be honest but (laughs) the fact that you've been there supporting her and this is the great thing as well you've supported her you've produced so much of her music for her as well It's, it's been amazing to see and i get to see that firsthand too yeah and it's it's very nice you know see in my life i've had a lot of I've played with a lot of famous, you know, world-class musicians. But like you said, it's the journey. So I've really enjoyed starting this journey with Ekta. Yeah. And seeing where we're going. And of course, each time she's just, you know, it's her dedication as well. Of course. She practices and she's learning and she's striving. And now she's also learning music production and, mm. you know, all these things. But this one I've enjoyed the most. 
Yeah. Seeing the journey. And uh, it's a journey for me because I've started music production. She started getting content out and we're growing together. No, it's been great to see. It really has. I mean, the, the work's been amazing. And I've also had design clients musically. I've just finished an album yeah. for a uh, spiritual sort of Indian fusion, which is coming out mm-hmm. in July. So I've just designed all the marketing. I've designed all the art direct of the shoot. And again, it was a challenge to visualize for the client what the end result would look like. Of course. You know? Yeah. So you have, to, you have to kind of really coach them in your way and you have to show them visually what we're after and you know it's come out very nice well it's great i mean you you know you're talking now you know i could just see the growth there you haven't stayed still it is constantly doing something new pushing yourself but pushing yourself not to an end goal as such but pushing yourself to constantly learn to try new things and just to better yourself actually and that's what i see i think that's amazing yeah i mean i push myself to enjoy myself yeah well that's it exactly I, i never i never sort of Never think, oh, you know, I need to make some money because I never run after money. Like I said, if you're honest and you work hard, everything in life comes, not just money, but happiness. Oh, wow. And, you know, and respect. So, okay, well, tell me, I I, I enjoy asking this question of all my guests is, what, what do you think your three key mental attributes are that you've taken from, you know, working for somebody to running your own business? But really, even if it relates into your music side, you know, what are, you, what are your three stables? You know, what is it that's kept you going? So one is hard work. Yeah. And that sort of tangents off into perseverance and, you know, being inquisitive to learn about whatever you're doing and just keep doing it until, I don't know, if sometimes if you ever look at your own picture or you see yourself on camera, you're not happy, you're never satisfied. You might, oh, you know, well, it's that kind of insight you need to have in your work. You need to be satisfied, you know, and learning from others, you know, it's the journey, learning and being inspired. So one is hard work. Second is honesty, Rakesh. Be honest, honest to yourself, honest with other people, because, you know, you want to be able to sleep at night. You want to be able to enjoy the feeling of the journey that you're doing. And I would say the third one was, um, just be inspired be inspired just be inspired and don't rest on your laurels and Mm. just do things that you really feel will make a difference to people yeah whether it's coaching whether it's even a tune that will make people smile i mean Mm. i always believe as a musician we are blessed from god and you know i always believe on stage if you can make one person clap for you that's such an amazing fact. I mean, someone clapping for you. I mean, just if you bring that back to basics, that's a magnitude. Of course, of you've touched their heartstrings. You've, you've been emotive. You created something in them that wasn't there before yeah. for them to clap for you. I think that's amazing. And again, if you grow, if you design a brand for someone, they're growing. Yeah. They're making money for you from, from this. Yeah. They're, you know, they're expanding. And feedback is always good, Rakesh. You know, so, yeah. you know, hard work, honesty, perseverance and just Inspired, go yeah. with your heart go with your heart you know? i think that's fascinating i really do and uh I, I i completely agree you know hard work and i you know i've had other guests on the podcast before and we talk about hard work and to see what you've gone through the you know the challenges and having the foresight to want to do better for yourself i i do think that 
we don't see it enough right now with current generations. I do think that I have a, a lot of these kind of discussions where we just don't see, you know, it's this, uh, the thought of overnight success, social media is prevalent to show us that success is just there and it's available when people don't realize how much hard work it actually takes to be successful. Everybody has a dream of achieving something and they don't realize their steps to it. I mean, where you are today, you can have just done it like that. It's taken you that journey to get you to where you are. And, um, that is that that's the realization i don't think enough people have in this day and age that it's going to take you some time and actually because it's going to take you time you need to enjoy every step of the way and that's key i also think you know sort of um so not many people know about this side of my life i mean but what it is ultimately you have to appreciate where you were but don't dwell too much on the hardship of course focus on, yeah. focus on the sort of positivity and yeah. what you're working towards yeah your you gratitude know. isn't it yeah that's one thing i do know about you your, your, your gratitude's brilliant you know you're very grateful for everything yeah and you have to be sort of happy yeah, ultimately. Of you always yeah. are <laughs> i think you're like, that's why we get on so much i think we, we, yeah. we do we have a very positive outlook in that sense we don't you know whatever crap's going on you know we're always seeing the positive side of things and i think getting things easy in life sometimes makes you lose the journey and the sort of uh, yeah. steps in life. Um, I'm not yeah. saying it's a general rule, but that's what I've sort of found. And I think people are more enduring yeah. than if sometimes faced hardship. Of course. But, uh, I think that's what makes know, me a bad dad. My kids probably don't get it as easy as most. <laughs> I push them. You know, yeah. it's tough love, I would say. So, uh, yeah, you got to do I that sometimes. You have to have the balance, definitely. I know. But listen, Gable, I honestly, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Some great insights there. And I love the fact that, you know, you're considering, you know, hard work, being inspired and uh, all of that to, to be a success. And it's just great to have heard your story. It's just so much depth and wealth to it. And the fact that you're keeping going, that's what's amazing for me. It, you know, you're not stopping, you're not resting on your laurels, that you're, you're just keeping going and it's just growth after growth. I guess just to finish off, I'd love to know, have you got a big plan? Um, I think my big plan is just to continue where I am now. So grow my business and enjoy music, you know. Um, I don't have any particularly big plan at the moment okay. but you never know never um, know. when you wake up you might get a fantastic idea well that's it that's the thing isn't it opportunities and working yeah. hard and that's yeah. the thing i know about you i think if if an opportunity does present itself you're one definitely to take it you're not going to be sitting there second guessing yourself you'll definitely do it okay well listen thank you very much for being on the second success podcast thank you rakesh i really appreciate it and that was my very good friend gable joshi Hard work, it really stands out for me. Uh, Cream does rise to the top, as we mentioned in the podcast interview there. Too often we forget how long success can take. Um, it is hard work. It's going to take some time. Uh, you know, staying on with the football theme now that Euro 2020's ended, the success that the team did achieve by reaching the final what didn't happen overnight. It's a project that's been in place since 2013, 2014. So it's taken a number of years. It's taken uh, football at youth level where the team has been brought up together. Some of the youngsters that we see today, it's hard work and per perseverance and their, uh, their teens and under-21 teams that have done so well to now go into the, the full England team to show the success that they're able to achieve. 
And like I said, it, it's still an ongoing process. It's an ongoing journey. The goal is to win a cup at the end, but it's about enjoying the process. So hard work and persistence is key. And today I want to leave you with a movie clip, which I think is very apt. It's uh, from a very old movie, and I'm sure most of you have heard of it. Forrest Gump, it's the, uh, you know, life is like a box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get. But you know what? It's about making the most of it. So I really do you hope enjoy it. So until next week, take care. Hello. My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Do you want a chocolate? I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Those must be comfortable shoes. I bet you could walk all day in shoes like that and not feel a thing. I wish I had shoes like that. My feet hurt. Mom always said it. there's an awful lot you could tell about a person by their shoes. Where they going? Where they been? I've worn lots of shoes. I bet if I think about it real hard, I could remember my first pair of shoes. Mama said they'd take me anywhere. Thank you for listening to the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach.